Morning, family. I think we're in a moment in the spirit, aren't we? This is not just any old Sunday where we just continue on the same path. I believe there's something that the God, that the, that the God, the Lord, is stirring in our midst here today. I'm so aware as I came here from about just after quarter past eight. God is doing something in our midst and we cannot just confine it to this space he's doing something far more and far bigger if you just think about it like this this morning here there's a couple of thousand of us there's about 500 between 500 and 600 people in the south church that gathered there's about 500 and something kids outside C4G. There's about 250 kids in the reverb tonight. There will be about 200 people in the evening service. We've got over a thousand people that just take part of our, of our services through some online media, social media platform. We don't even know people that are dialing, listening on the radio. But God is doing something, and it's not just here. He's moving into places. And they don't even talk about what happens in the week, in your homes, where we meet together in small groups, whether it's life groups as we have them, or any place socially. All the many different things. This morning, Pam will be preaching at uh, Betel, one of the ministries that we partner with. There's so many things that God is doing. And there's a rising up, there's a surging taking place in our community, in our Hatfield family at this point in time. We had the TCN churches here this week and amazing time with them and just sensing so much of what God is busy releasing, the suddenness of the Lord. And I want to fully in, uh, agree with what Gerben has said. We, we've started hearing it now, but this morning I think it came right into the clear that there's a new sound on this house. There's a new sound on this house. It is a, and I think there's a lot of faith in this house. Now, I was going to speak this morning about extraordinary living. But I sense in the spirit that I don't have to speak about it. We're witnessing it right now. Do you know what extraordinary living is? Extraordinary living is when the kingdom of God and Him, He, God and His kingdom is so real to you. That you see that more than what you see the things of this world. That's what extraordinary living is all about. And do you know how I, how I see that in this place this morning? When we sang that song, New Wine, the way you were singing it and the words of the song didn't seem to match up to one another. Do you know that when you sang the New Wine song, you were singing in the crushing, in the pressing. It would be okay to sing that song like in the crushing in the pressing, to feel the, the cost of what it means to follow Christ. But you sang it like a celebration. You sang it with joy. You sang it with hearts that were saying, we have found something great. And what we have to let go of of this world is nothing in compared, comparison to what we're gaining in the kingdom. That, my dear friends, 
That family is extraordinary living. Do you agree with me? Are you sensing that? Romans 5, and I just want to share the scripture. This was going to be the scripture I was going to end with. The guys can put it on. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. You and I have gained access into extraordinary living. Jesus didn't just come and die on the cross, and by faith in His grace, we received salvation. We gained access into a whole way, new way of living. It's like the keys of the house have been given to you. Have you seen those shows, The Extreme Makeover? When they come and they take a family and they send them on holiday, and then they move in and they redo their whole house. And they put all the nicest things and they, they spend time before the time with the family and hear what their dreams are and what are the things that they would really love to have in their house that's not possible for them. And then they come and they make those dreams possible. And then there's a day when the family comes back and they stand outside with the community. And you know that moment when he says, move that bus. And when they move that bus, the family normally goes, wow. And as they come into the house, they see, wow, all these amazing things. But they're not just visiting a wonderful house. They're given the keys of that house. And they say, this is now your house. This is now your house. When God comes into our lives, He does an extreme makeover. We have to give up. We have to go away. We have to give everything and say, Lord, we trust you. You're going to do this. And we let go. And that's sometimes where the crushing and the pressing happens. Because it's in the seasons where God is taking away from us that we feel the pain. We feel it so acutely when God is busy taking away from us things. And we suffer and we feel so terrible when God is taking away. But do you know when God is taking away something, it is so that He can replace it with something far better. And I, and I don't mean that lightly. I mean that in the, in the context of, of the bigger things, of the eternal rewards that we have. Sometimes in this life, we lose. Sometimes in this life, we give up. But we will gain so much more. And that's why Paul writes here in, in Romans 5, and he says, And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that sufferings produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character love. You and I have been given access into this house and God says, come and move into your house and I've, I've prepared a place for you. I've gone before you and I've prepared a place for you. It is for you. It's tailor-made for you. It's yours. It's made according to His plans for you. Specifically, it's unique. The other day, Liam and I, we were driving on the road and a car passed us by with a number plate, Unique 5. And I thought, Unique 5, that doesn't make sense to me. That means there's all, four other uniques that are the same as this one. When God gives you the house, He says, this is yours. Come and move in. But as we start living in that house, sometimes we go through the painful struggle of having to let go of some of the former things so that we can enjoy this which God has given us. And you can focus on the, what you're losing or you can focus on what you're gaining. 
That's entirely up to you. And that's why Paul writes also to the Corinthians. In 2 Corinthians 4.17, and he says, For this momentary light affliction. How many of you have been through times in your life that does not feel momentary? And it does not feel light, but it does feel like affliction. Have you been through times like that? It's not momentary and it's not light because in the, in the context of our experience, it feels so heavy. It feels so much. But in the context of God's eternal plan, Paul says, for these momentary light afflictions are producing in us. Oh, sorry, is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. So much more. And then in verse 18, while we look not at the things which are seen, we don't get our focus on the afflictions. We don't put our focus on the, what we are busy giving up. We don't put our focus on the sacrifice. We don't put our focus on the yielding. But at the things which are not seen, we lift our eyes and we see the eternal. We see heaven's reward. We see the glory of God. In the midst of a broken reality, we look up and we see glory and we see beauty. And that's what faith is. Faith is the ability to say, I don't live by this which I see. I live by that which I see. The eternal reward. The eternal reward. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are seen are eternal. And you and I, if you want to live an extraordinary life, it's simply about that. Choose to say, I'm not going to live by the temporal things. I'm not going to live by, let my life be defined by my current struggle my sacrifice, the things that God is busy taking away perhaps, I'm going to look and my life will be defined by His eternal purposes. And I lay hold of that and that which is for eternity, I live now. That's the glory of hope that gets produced in us. That our hope is this. Hope means that that which is in the unseen is so real to me that I hope in it now in this earth. And then it becomes my reality. It becomes that for which shapes my life. This morning as we were praying before the service, I saw a big door, big heavy wooden door that looks like, you know, you, you'd struggle to move it. But then I saw the key. And comparatively to the door, the key is minute. And it's a small key that opens this big door. Now our price of sacrifice, the faith that is required of us is a small key if you compare it to the weight of glory that we receive. Last week God said to us, He's opening doors for us. Some doors perhaps that have been closed for a while, he's opening those doors. And those doors are open because, of a, because people of faith come and say, Lord, here's my key. I believe in you. And I will give you everything that I have. That's extraordinary living. 
That's extraordinary living. It's an exchange where we say, Lord, I give you everything that I have. And it's nice to say it here this morning in this auditorium. While you're sitting on a comfortable chair. Saying, Lord, I give you everything I have. How many of you know it? You feel it. It costs. It hurts. But if you see what you're gaining in return. When we were singing this morning, I felt, I don't want to just lay down my crown. I want to throw it down. I want to get rid of that thing so quickly as I can so that I can get hold of what is so much better. And that's what God has for us in this time. That's what the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords has put before us. That's what He's called you into and to say, let me have my way in your life. Don't hang on. Don't hang on to what you've got. And to Hatfield, He's saying, don't hang on. Let go so that I can take you further. So that I can take you into more. And you are doing that. You're responding to that. God is with us. In the, I came at the end of the ladies meeting on, on a Friday evening. And Natasha said to me, man, God's doing something. God is exploding. And she was just concerned. She said, but I'm, I'm so scared that the women are experiencing this amazing thing. Because they've just had amazing times of late in their, in their gatherings. And I'm just scared that it, others don't pick it up. I said to her, it doesn't matter where the fire starts. It's going to spread. And it just didn't start with the ladies. It's starting in all different places. We see the fire that is busy rising and busy being lit. It's just, Lord, am I in? Am I in? Am I holding on? Focusing on what I could possibly lose? Or am I saying, Lord, I want your weight of glory. Your eternal weight of glory. That's the end of the sermon. I believe this morning. Perhaps now as I've shared with you. You can take a little bit more of a step of faith this morning. And saying Lord. I put my eyes on you. So I want us to sing that same song again. That in the pressing in the new wine song. And in the same way as we did it. It's beautiful this morning that our, our, our time of, of worship in, in, with music started contemplatively and it ended with proclamation. As we consider who God is, we cannot help ourselves but become excited about Him and start proclaiming who He is. Are you ready for what God is doing in this house? Are you ready to say, less, Lord, I'm not going to hold on, Father. I'm going to step forward. I'm going to let go. I'm coming to you today with empty hands. We did this this morning before we prayed. We said, Lord, we're coming empty. We're not coming with our hands filled with some things and saying, I, I, you know, Lord, come. Come and give me more. No, we're putting down. And we say, Lord, come. I want everything that you have. Come. I'm going to invite you to stand. Can you with faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Can you respond in faith this morning and say, there's things going on in my life. It doesn't feel momentary and it doesn't feel light. But I don't look at what I see. I look at what I don't see.
You don't ignore the struggles of this world. Abraham didn't ignore the fact that he was too old to have a child. He looked it square in the eyes. He said, I'm too old. But God, we look at our situations. We look at our struggles. We look at the struggles of this nation, of its people. We don't ignore it. We don't say it doesn't exist. We say it is there. It's real. But we look beyond it. And we say, but God is good. And not only is God good, God is busy. And He is here. And He's doing a new thing. In this church, in this city, in the other churches of this city, we're hearing it all over as I speak to other church leaders. God is busy moving in this city. And God is busy moving in this nation and in this continent and in this world. We have the privilege of being the people of this time. Father, we just come to you right now. And we just choose to give everything to you, Lord. Everything, Father. We say, come and take away. Come and remove from us, Lord, that which we are holding on to. So that you can take new ground. We, we put down our old flames, Lord. We throw them down and we say, give us your fire, Lord. We want more of you, Lord Jesus. Come and have your way among us, Father. Come, Lord Jesus, we pray.